Apple was like, no, 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 no. We are going to change this narrative where you are going to declare yourself Apple or PC. And if you say that you're not Apple, we are clearly making fun of you. This is The Brand Muffin, the show for all things creative branding, all thoughtfully explored and tastefully debated. The audio watermark goes here. Along with Josh Forstadt, I'm Ian Koff. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Brand Muffin. I'm Ian. Uh, And our first order of business today on our very first episode is to say we want you, all of you listening right now to our very first episode, to be part of our show. We want your thoughts on creative branding, the topics that you're going to want us to explore in the future, tell us what your favorite muffin is, anything. All you have to do is record a voice memo on your phone, your tablet, or your computer, and email it to thebrandmuffinpodcast at gmail.com. So one of the hardest decisions, Josh, you and I had to make when we decided to start this was, what are we going to talk about first? Um, You know, and, and, and we, we said, well, you know, let's talk about the brief or let's, let's, you know, discuss the difference between working in-house versus at an agency or how do you as a creative deal with your account team? Um, And, and I'm sure we're going to get into all of those, those topics down the line, but, but, you know, we thought that. It really might be fun to kick things off by talking about one company, one brand in particular, um, one that I know we both admire greatly uh, and and is without question one of the most successful case studies in brand evolution and influence. But what's interesting about this brand and, and what I'm really psyched to get into with you is it's its impact on our creative industry um, and how that that impact and that influence hasn't always necessarily been for the better. Um. And so to kind of frame all of that, uh, it, it always starts with a request that we get from clients. Um, and I know you've heard this phrase over and over, make us look like Apple. <laughs> so, so how did we get here? Yep. Right? Like how, how did we arrive at a point where Apple became the North Star for every aspirational brand? Um, and, and I want to keep us you know, on, on tracks here. So we don't go too far down, down the rabbit holes, but, but, you know, why don't we start by just, you know, as our resident designer, can you just walk us through a few of the, of the design cues and stylings that Apple has employed that you find resonate with clients and, you know, possibly help drive them to wanting to, you know, make this ask of us. Yeah. 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 You know, and, you know, again, I think we can look at this, uh, look at this from the perspective of, you know, is it the simplicity of the design? You know, mm-hmm. do do we just feel like, oh my gosh, this is perfect? It's like a museum piece. Um, you know, they they just it always feels like they got it right every time. Whether it's you know an iPod, whether it's the a, a MacBook, whether it's a phone, it, and no matter what it is, it just always felt simply perfect, mm-hmm. and. Um, there was nothing, there was no extra fluff, which is kind of visually like as a designer, like they removed all the fluff and maybe it's just because that's where like within the product, there was so much 
that they want you to like let your imagination go. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that what it boils down to for me is that it's one of those brands in the history of of brands that understands who they are perfectly. And, and I think that's a really interesting point um, because, you know, they they haven't been the same Apple all these no, years. No, right? no, no. And, and I had my first gr- my first tan one. I had one. Yeah. You know, yep. Uh, yep. The beige you know, I box. Still have, I yep. still have. Yeah, I still have my receipt from Apple Computer Inc. You know, like yep. I, I get it. You know, um, well, it's I mean, a that, far even, cry from where they are now. Even even what you just said, they were Apple Computer at one point. Right. At some point, they dropped the computer. Right. <laughs> you right. know, and that's that is that is a very significant brand decision. You know, yeah. as much as it is a business decision. Um, and. Uh, you know, and I think I kind of want to just briefly explore the timeline of sort of their their product line and and what that has meant for the brand because yep. because ultimately that's really going to tie into why brands want to be like them for sure. Yep. So so Apple Computer right started off uh, you know in the early days kind of you know neck and neck with with Windows you know developing desktop computing systems yep. um, and and at that time um, you know in the in the nineties. Technology was not portable. Uh, it wasn't emotional. It was it was boxes on your desktop that were being sold based on a features and benefits. Yeah, set. full full function. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, kind of late '90s, early 2000s, Apple began exploring design in its in its form, and that's when mm-hmm. you had the uh, kind of the, the clamshell laptops that had like the blue translucent colorings, and they had the first iMac with the handle that you could kind of pick up, and you know, and and I recall watching the keynotes from Steve Jobs, and he yep. was so focused on the look, the feel, the emotion of of the product, yep. which was an entire departure from everything else every other technology company was focusing on. They were just focusing on the specs for the nerds. That's what was selling the boxes. That's what the enterprise organizations that were buying the computers cared about. That's what everybody was doing. And and Apple made the cognitive choice to speak to the end user, not the business operation that was buying these things en masse, but right. talk to the individual and and tap into what what somebody like you or me, if we were you know, 18 or 20 or 25 years old or whatever, you know, would really care about in, in, in a computer. And nobody had asked that question before. Well, and again, I think, I think one of the fascinating things about, and, and you just kind of just jolted that in me was they, I think that they found a slip up in the industry. I think that they found this way in, which they were never going to crack. They were never going to topple. But I think that when they internally figured out that these things are going to sit on top of the desk, mm-hmm. they had they had to understand we got to make it look different. Yeah. The transparency of being able to show the beauty of the design within the design became a thing. Yeah. And they made you want it. You know, it was less of like, you know, shove the thing under the tan box under the desk, have your gigantic Sony Trinitron monitor on, on, you know, as big as you can get because that's all the space. But they started to shift because I think that they understood 
that the, that runway, like you're not, I don't think that they real, I don't think that they bought into the idea that they're going to be able to compete on, you know, the speed, the, this, the, this, the, this, cause it's, it, they were going to fall behind. I think, I think they had to find a way that would be very different to connect to a consumer. And it goes back to, you know, making them feel something. And I think that that got them on the path. Like you were saying, it's, they started to evolve. They went from the tan box to the clamshell, et cetera. Yeah. And so yeah, at that juncture, yep. um, that was the very beginning of technology as a status symbol, I think, in our yeah. kind of cultural society. Yeah. Um, we are suddenly having, having something that looked different having a piece of technology was something that was going to differentiate you from your friends. And it was something that right. somebody had that now, that now you want status. Right. Yep. And, and that really took off when they launched the iPod. Right. Because now, now they were not only just making something that was a prettier box that sat on your desk, but it was a device that enabled you to carry with you the medium music that I yeah. think people most associate with their own personality. Like the kind right. of music that I listen to or you listen to is such a, a personal decision and it <clears> says <throat> so much about who we are as individuals. And we were now empowered to, to carry all of that with us wherever we went, easily, right. simply, right? Well, and, then, and like you said, but then they just took it, they took it one step further with the same device. Nobody was asking like, did you, like, are you, do you have the 20 meg? Do, which, what size hard drive is right. on your, iP it was what color did you get? Right. You know, exactly. It's, it, it was, was, it's exactly what you said. It's the personality of what I was putting on it. They realized it was equally important what it looked like on the outside. Yep. Yep. Because that, that was a, that was a bit of me. And then, uh, they launched the iPhone, which, yep. you know, we don't have to talk about how much that's changed everything. Yes. Um, but you know the the early days of the iPhone, you know the 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 two to the three to the four to the five, were you know the phones were changing so dramatically year over year, right. that they really were still within a a status symbol era of consumer technology. Right. Um, over time, uh, the smartphone market matured and saturated, and and year over year the changes became a lot more incremental and iterative. And today. Nobody really cares if you've got the iPhone 10 versus the iPhone 12 or 13. It doesn't look different. It doesn't do things that are so remarkably different that it really impacts the day-to-day. -day. And so Apple, to its credit, understands that that's no longer a driving factor in what makes people buy it. There are other factors, and we can get into yep. those too. But, but you know, the newest category of device that Apple really has launched over the last several years is the wearables, the Apple Watch. And where that has succeeded is in Apple's transition away from what does it look like, what does it feel like, to how can this keep me safe? You know, Apple is now a company that creates devices that, that um, prioritize my wellness, my health, my privacy. These are things that culturally we value a lot more So you're, so you're telling me that they've come full circle because they're back to functionality. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's, it's not, no, but, but they, but I, <laughs> they, I mean, if, if by that you mean, look at all the cool sensors that we've packed in, like, right. they, yes, but they don't talk, you know, over and over about here's the sensor and, and how the sensor works. They right. talk about how if you fall, 
your loved ones will know. They talk about how if you've got an irregular heartbeat, you can check for that in, in real time at your leisure. And, and they are continually sort of at the forefront of, of what you know, we as consumers care about. Now, the reason that this matters is that over the past several decades, by evolving the products to, to you know, either react to or influence the direction of what society is mm-hmm. prioritizing, they have amassed a degree of brand loyalty that is yeah. very difficult to to find a a peer with. Uh, you know, like there are there are clearly other successful brands. Yeah, you know, out there. But but if you talk about just you know, pick your your consumer brand that you think has the most loyal fan base. I right. think most people, or a lot of people, certainly would point to Apple. Right. And and knowing that. When a brand, when a company comes to to my agency or to your agency, mm-hmm. and they and they say, "Look, here's the thing that we're selling," you know, whether we're a startup or we're established, whatever it is, and we're we're either going to launch a new brand, we're going through a brand refresh, and they say, "We want to be like Apple." That is, is a fool's errand. And there's also a huge difference between we want to look like Apple and we want to be like Apple, right? Correct. You know, yep. look like Apple, that's that's cheap and superficial. That's, Correct. That's, you know, well, you know, we can copy that. We can, you know, do a five-word headline on a white piece of paper with a beautiful hero shot of your product, and that's an Apple ad. Be like Apple, you got to do the work. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you yeah. can't, you can't you assume, yeah, you can't assume any degree <clears throat> of, of brand loyalty to that level just because you look or sound, you know, like this could have been yeah. know, coming out of the marketing department o- o- over at Apple. Yeah. And again, I mean, look, you, you, when you look at a brand like Apple, they are not without fault. You know, Absolutely. they have made brand product decision. They, they've made decisions that were horrific. But to your point about loyalty, I was just, they, I was just thinking, do you remember when they removed the headphone jack and they called it brave? I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, right. Now but, again, and, and, but to your point, like they are not but, without their missteps from a no, brand standpoint. But what's so, but here's the thing. I do think it was brave and maybe it was a, a word that came up at the big conference table, Mm -hmm. but tell me one brand that can take a consumer product, take a necessity, a a piece that is known to be critical, remove that from a product, put it to market. They have earned the respect and the trust and the loyalty from their consumers. They get it. They under the consumer understands that Apple will figure it out and get it right. They yep. have trust that Apple will figure it out. And again, I actually believe wholeheartedly that that's what drove loyalty. Apple understands their consumer. They understands the products that they're developing. They understand, to your point, that they are a brand that requires evolution. And they're unapologetic, like start to finish yeah. about it. Yeah, I agree with with I think just about everything that that you laid out there. What I what I'm curious about um, is is how do we how do we respond to these requests? 
Right. You know, how do right. we, when, when the client says, says, you know, we, we just, we, because, and we, as agencies, we do ask this. It's an important part of the discovery yep. process. Like, tell us about the brands you admire. And Apple's always there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't necessarily think that it is a laziness on the part of the CMO or the CEO to come and say that, 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 you know, we want to look like Apple. Yeah. But, but I, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, how Kleenex became the, the, the name for all tissues. Right. You know, Apple has become the name for all brands who aspire to have that degree of connection. Correct. Um, and most companies, most brands have not put in the work, frankly, don't want to put in the work. Right. And, and they're looking for the fix. You know, and, and there's like, there's so many things that I want to, I want to explore here. You know, like are brands responsible for kind of backing us into a corner because brands can just point to Apple and be like, if you guys are good, you should be able to, to make us look like this and make us sound like this. And this will start us getting that type of connection. Like if right. you guys are good, if you're not, you know, if, then it's well, on us. Yeah. Well, again, look, this, this gets us into a really, really interesting topic, you know, or, or a, an aspect of this topic. And it's like. So I would put back to you, is what Apple did any different than Got Milk? Is it any different than you rewinding even further back to VW's Think Small? Mm -hmm. It's 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 the jealousy that I think when brands figure out that they understand their consumer. They can do what's right by the brand. So you can take a brand and it doesn't have to follow the simple, clean, understated uh, visual approach. You could go the complete opposite end of the universe. You can go down the path of Old Spice where it turned into, I don't even think people understood what the hell was going on. <laughs> It was just you know, absurdist humor, right? It was just completely absurd. And what the fuck did it have to do with deodorant? But they understood their audience. And it keeps for me, it keeps coming back to they were more informed, whether it was by data, whatever you want to call it, but they had an insight on their consumer and they were bullish about getting that connection. Let, let me let me ask you this because I think there's 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 an interesting distinction here. The mm -hmm. examples that you just you just listed the yes. you know, the got milk ads, the VW think small, was think small was that was that the, yeah. yep. Um, Old we can Spice, fa we'll fact check we'll fact you know. check at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, keep us honest out there. Thanks. Yeah, um, those are all campaigns. Those are all ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. Name me name me like name me one. Headline-driven Apple campaign. Was Think Different? A, is that, but was that more? Was that more brand? Was that, is, was that a it brand? Is, it is. It's it, it's a it's a brand campaign, and that's the point that I, I want to make here. Is Apple does not resort to campaigns. For I think their, I think one of their headlines might have been iPhone. 
<laughs> or or MacBook Pro or yeah. iMac or well, the all new iMac. You know, and 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 I was I was actually talking to to a, a family member about yep. about this topic that we were going to be having on the podcast, and 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 this family member said to me, "Well, what about like you know just do it? Like you know, isn't Nike the same kind of of company? Right? You know, be, because they have such an iconic brand element, and and I think Apple." transcends almost every other brand on the planet because they have a product ecosystem that is just pervasive. Mm-hmm. You know, Nike makes sneakers and some other types of products and peripherals. Right. You know, Got Milk was a campaign for one beverage that you could choose to drink. Like all of these right. campaigns are like they're 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 singular focused on an individual product and you know or 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 or, or you know element. Um Apple, when when the brands are asking, you know, we want to be like Apple, it's not because they saw an ad campaign and they want to emulate that. It's because yep. they want the the reverence for what they offer. And I think it's really difficult for other companies to achieve that because few other companies offer so many kinds of products that we use every day that are related, that make our lives easier. And it's not just one product doing kind of one thing for us. And I think that's part of why Apple is who Apple is, you know, why they're one of the most, if not the most valuable company, you know, based on yeah. market cap today is, you know, they, they have built a product line that is almost inescapable at this point. Um, you know, if you are someone who enjoys Apple's products, you've got a laptop, you've got a phone, you've got a tablet, you probably have, have an Apple TV, you've got the smart speaker. Or three. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like you're, you know, you use it in your car, you take it with you when you travel, like it is always part of your day. I feel that the feeling that you get out of Apple is unlike most brands. I think Apple early on understood that you need that we need to make people believe in the brand versus the product. The products helped you believe in the brand ultimately. They had to start with product, right? Right. Yeah. It was it was the drug. It was the hook, <laughs> right? Yep. And it is a drug. Um, mm-hmm. But the 1984 spot was a brand spot. It yep. wasn't a product spot. If you talk to your CMO, your CMO is like, no, these are the products that we're launching. We're doing something for those products. Apple really understands that they're selling the brand. Mm-hmm. constantly. They are not, the product is just a product. It's just a th- another thing that connects you. It goes back to the goddamn PC versus Apple. They, we've, t- and we, you, we, we can debate and, and I'd love to hear what people think, but I think this is where that villain menace mm-hmm. mentality comes in for me. They had no reason, you know, Coke and Pepsi have been doing this forever. And it was, it's, it was even it's Coke or Pepsi, you know, it's that gentleness, like let's play in the same sandbox. Apple was like, no, 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 no. We are going to change this narrative where you are going to declare yourself Apple or PC. 
And if you say that you're not Apple, we are clearly making fun of you. Mm -hmm. You are not the cool kid. But what was interesting was, is that it was the first time I think a lot of us nerds were like, we get to be the cool kids. You know, it's Uh like, what was stopping anyone from choosing that? And then what they did, but, and this is the key thing. And this is what I would talk to, this is what I would tell every CMO when they come to me with that question, make us look like Apple. I think part of the response is, are you willing, like we've talked about, are you willing to do the work to become that as a brand, to be that as a brand? Yeah. And it's not just through a campaign or a product. It's a long-term commitment right? to your, your consumer. Thir- what's your 30-year vision? Totally. Right? Because and if, it's you like, don't, if you don't have that. Exactly. Then it's like, guess what? You're not Apple. You and know? that's okay. And that's and okay. that's okay. They don't want to hear that, though. Ian, they don't want to hear that. No, they don't. But, but you know, they don't pay us. You know, right. to do the easy thing. Right. These are lessons that need to be learned. Correct. And, and, and the idea that you're not ever going to be Apple, but that doesn't mean that you can't succeed on your own merit. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a zero-sum game. You mm-hmm. don't have to be Apple to be successful. Right. And, and frankly, you're not Apple. So right. you shouldn't try to be. Right. And we should be spending our time as your agency or creative partner determining who you are, what you have to offer that is going to resonate with your audience, how to build that connection, Mm -hmm. and then craft creative and messaging and tactics from there that are going to deliver on, on that, that discovery process. Um, you know, and so, so when you get the question, you know, make us look like Apple, I feel like it, it, you know, is Apple the menace or are they the hero? Because, because, mm. it, you know, it's like then they get, you know, Apple has, has given people like you and I the, the ability to say, you're not going to be them, but let's figure out who you are. And I, let's, oh, and let's go down that, that path. Let's have that, that discussion. I think, I think if you have, if you have the right creative partner, I think that that's what they will bring to the table. I think that that's, I think that they will tell you that, they will congratulate you and champion you for understanding the vision that mm-hmm. Apple is telling people like, it is okay. We are, we are showing you, you have full permission to run your brand the way you want to run your brand. And that's, that is fantastic. And there were better, there were, there are better and bigger brands. Well, no, maybe not bigger, but there are better brands that have done that. You know, there are people that have been around a lot longer than Apple was that understand that. Um, you know, and I, so I, I, I do like that. And I do believe that that is a huge thing for creative agencies to kind of hear because to me, and I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. I think that I've, I've been in the room where the eight, where, where my CMO is going to say that. And, I understand that's the nod. That is that is the secret handshake to me as a creative director to say, do what you need to do to to make this right. Yep. You know, go yep. that was that is the go be creative. Let loose anything, anything fucking goes. Mm-hmm. 
I have been in rooms where it's the other way, <laughs> where I do believe that it is the vi- they are the villain. I think that Apple to some of these people, it is it is such a cheap shot, man. It is it's they throw it over and it's like, just make us look like Apple. They don't want that. They don't know how to articulate what they want. And it gets and it backs us as a creative agency into that world. Yeah. Um, but I think that one of the things that I would say, I, that I would love to just kind of throw in here is, is the creative even fucking good? Is Apple's creative good? Yeah. Like it's good. Like, or the way I would, or, or maybe the way to say it is the Apple's, the Apple creative is good for them. And maybe that's part of the, of the dialogue because, you know, it's a, it's a great segue probably into a whole separate right. topic, you but know, like, but, but yeah, because that, that leads us to the question of what is the point of advertising? Sure. Is it, is it for, you know, and who is it for? Because, right. because, you know, if the point is, is if the point of advertising is simply to drive sales, you know, then, then you may not necessarily have all of this aspirational Correct. brand messaging out there. And yet there are you know, very strong arguments to make that advertising that is that is purely based on features and benefits doesn't move the needle at all. Sure. And, and that's that's because, um, you know, all the data uh, points to the fact that as as consumers, we think emotionally first and rationally second. Right. We need to make an emotional connection with a brand before we go to, you know, see if they're going to, you know, check off all the boxes for us. And then, and yeah. then we feel good about making the purchase. So if you don't have that that highbrow aspirational messaging, are you mm-hmm. going to even attract the audience? Um, and I feel like this is <laughs> going way down a, yeah. a rabbit hole. But, so, but but to your question, like, is yep. Apple's creative good? Yeah, um, it is certainly good for Apple's consumers. It's sure. not turning them away. No, it feels very authentic to the the brand construct that they have built over time. And that's that is it. That is it. And, and, and that's okay. It's almost like, I, I, so Ian, what I would tell you is this, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call their creative, uh, it's going to sound terrible. I don't want to call it creative. I think that what they've done is they've developed a brand guideline that they utilize mm-hmm. to communicate. They're not, they've taken advertising very differently. They are not doing the Hennessy ad that is absolutely gorgeous the picard ad yeah the, you're yeah, about? yeah yeah so it's it's this beautiful yep. like out of this world like it's just unbelievably cinematic and gorgeous but what the fuck what's it about right? what's it about like are you gonna like and and again it, like would we ever sit there and go looking at it we would be walking a bar together and go oh what are you gonna have and then be like oh you know i saw this picard ad and you know, i'm gonna try hennessy tonight you know, yeah that's that's not gonna happen but i love this idea that apple literally just publishes their product as a brand guideline you know mm-hmm. and and that's kind of an amazing thing it, when you a, think it, about it. It's a masterclass in knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I love that. And as a brand, their willingness to evolve. Yes. I think is a very important lesson that a lot of brands could stand to learn. Um, uh, because, because change is hard. Most brands fear 
the evolution because they fear alienating the base that they've built off of the brand that they've they've previously had Mm -hmm. um and and that's the thing it's an evolution it's not a departure from you know apple has always been apple you can you can see uh, you know strands of the original company's branding you know in in what they have today but it's 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 clearly changed over time to meet the audience of today I'm going on the record as I think they are the menace, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and and I th- and I think they're the hero. And I'm glad we disagree because that's what makes this fun. So why is Apple the hero then? I don't believe that there is a brand out there that has replicated Apple's influence and success from a brand standpoint. I think I think they're an entity of one. And I think that hmm. it's the result of of their entire history. You know, you're 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 you kind of have to take it at, at at face value. Everything that they've done, every product that that they've they've made, every misstep, every every innovation. I think from a brand standpoint, the takeaway for all other brands that aspire to have this connection mm-hmm. is is to really invest the time to figure out who you are. Yeah. Figure out what you stand for. Figure out why you are on this earth. What is your purpose? Yeah. If you can, if you can distill that into a sentence, a single-minded idea, you can build a campaign around that. And if you can build a campaign around that, you can start to influence your audience's perception of you as yeah. a brand. So, yeah, I it think taps that into the it taps into the believability of the brand. It does. And and I don't think I don't think that Apple did this because they wanted to be viewed this way. I think yeah. this is a side effect of just their their success. I don't think they have these magnanimous noble goals of, you know, we're going to teach brands how to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I do think that whether or not you 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 like Apple products or you don't like, you know, whatever it is, I think it is very difficult to argue their influence on on yep. branding um and their ability to to really capture people's interest and imagination and excitement um and that's what brands need to do yeah they, you know to to be successful otherwise otherwise if, if if a brand tries to take a shortcut and they just do you know make me look like apple make me sound like apple yeah. it's superficial it's easy and as consumers, we spot it a mile away. Right. And we immediately disconnect and we have a distasteful view of that brand and we don't want anything to do with it. So, mm-hmm. so a company that comes to you and says, make me look like Apple, it's really a death wish. But it's a great entree for us as creative partners to yep. say, I know where this is coming from. Correct. But we need to take, we need to, we need to look at this from another perspective and we need to really just focus on you. Thanks for telling us that we that that you like Apple. Yeah, you know <laughs> we know we're gonna file that away. We know. <laughs> now, now let's do the work on you. I don't want our industry to get complacent, where it's, you know, let's let's cheap it. Let's make the product. Let's make this campaign look so low tech to emulate Dollar Shave Club or let's go so overboard to look like Old Spice or let's do something like Nike. Stop reaching for that. 
Like it's, it, I think it, it, mm-hmm. it, it suffocates creativity and I would love for CMOs. I would love for people at that table in that creative onboarding to just be able to say like, this is who we are as a brand. We need your help to find a way to bring that to light. You know, how do we, how do we find our voice both visually and creatively, like all of that? How do we do that? Because that to me is, is at the root of it. How do we begin to get back onto a path where we can behave like an apple versus look like? Well, that's going to do it for episode one. Yep. It's been a pleasure. Always. Many more yeah. to come, my friend. Yeah, can't wait. And, uh, and we will see everybody back here next time on The Brand Muffin. watermark goes here. The audio watermark goes here.